for winter, I recommend that you get it in now. Well, not right now. I think they open at 8. Somewhere around there. But make an appointment, three area locations. Uh, winter weather, difficult on your vehicle, getting it started, keeping it running, making sure it's warm. You want to make sure that your defrost is working. The defrost is much more than just having heat blowing the way that it functions. And you are talking about not just a comfort, but a safety issue. And I know you get impatient and... Uh, you, you just get that little tiny, little tiny peephole that you're looking out of and you think, well, I, I can see enough. But in reality, you're losing a lot of uh, perspective and it can be very dangerous, not just to you, but others. So make sure everything's ready for winter because we're here. We got snow, uh, rain, blowing snow, blowing snow on the way. A look at that uh, first alert forecast coming up. Friday, we do have ourselves a Friday Roadshow. We will be broadcasting live from none other than Scramblers. Friday Roadshow sponsored by Affordable Towing. Do hope that you come out and join us on Christmas Eve Eve. It will be this Friday, uh, the January 6th, making history. Uh, making criminal referrals to political opposition. We are the banana republic that the Democrats claim Trump turned us into. I still, the words. While former President Obama was in Pennsylvania campaigning for a man who can't complete a sentence, Fetterman, talked about the dangers of Republicans being in charge and turning us into some sort of third world dictatorship where political opposition is constantly being investigated, where if Republicans get in charge, they'll be throwing political opposition in jail or threatening to do so. And it's exactly where they have taken us and been attempting to take us. And we're not talking just politicians. Again, you can simply be somebody praying praying outside an abortion clinic and the Biden administration will raid your home, guns drawn, children screaming. You burn down a health care clinic for women in the name of abortion, however, and it's amazing, not a single arrest has been made in the dozens upon dozens You storm the Capitol to try to prevent the government doing its duty in terms of putting, uh, selecting, and, and voting for a Supreme Court justice? Well, hey, that's just your freedom of speech. Oh, oh, you were illegally trespassing? Ah, here's a $50 fine. No big deal. Go out and protest some more. All in the name of left-wing causes. You're a Trump supporter. You sit in solitary confinement for two years without trial. The Schiffs, the Cheneys, the Merrick Garlands, 
These are people, these are the, I'm not exaggerating here. These are the sorts of people that Vladimir Putin seek to have in his inner circle. That operate in this way, that masquerade the persecution of political opposition as enforcing the law. Send a message to anyone who dares challenge the one-party rule system that they will come for you and the media will not be there in order to expose what they're doing. In fact, they will rationalize it and and sell it as, as in the interest of democracy. Because according to the left, Our democracy is shaken. Our democracy is fragile. Our democracy will cease to exist unless Trump supporters are thrown in jail. Unless Donald Trump is persecuted for daring run for the presidency. The reason that one can easily identify this as just that is because much of what they claim are criminal activities in their recommendation to the Biden administration have been commonplace. One of my favorite allegations here, the fake electors, fake electors. There was a secret plot to have fake electors. I grabbed several stories um, prior to December 15th regarding the so-called fake electors. You know what all the stories refer to them as? Dueling electors. Because this is something that has happened before here in this country. It is nothing unprecedented. And in the beginning, the media reported it as such. But you change it from dueling electors something that was utilized even in the it was the the Kennedy Nixon campaign the Kennedy campaign had a slate of dueling electors out of Hawaii which they would actually end up using but you change that let's start calling them fake electors yeah and let's say that it was done in secret as some sort of conspiracy They are taking situations that have occurred in this country as part of the, quote, democratic process, and with the help of the media, painted it as something that is unprecedented, has never occurred before, when it has. And when it did occur in the past, no one screamed that it was an insurrection. No one screamed that it was a threat to democracy. Of course, it was Kennedy, and he's a Democrat. This is how you know these people are lying trash. This is how you know that the January 6th commission is the sort of commission that Putin would put in place. Because the things, the actions that they are referring for criminal prosecution are things that have been done in this country before as part of the democratic process, and while perhaps unusual and not commonplace, they were recognized 
as a legitimate attempt, or at the very least, not anything that was a violation of the law. Because we were not dealing at the time with a Democrat party and a media that were totalitarian in nature, that were proactively attempting to turn us into a a, a one-party rule system. Now, of course, that would be in terms of actual uh, function. They'll allow there to be a Republican Party as long as it doesn't actually do anything, as long as it is a Mitch McConnell-run Republican Party that is perfectly happy being in the minority, that is perfectly happy every so often playing the frenemy position, but ultimately, when it push comes to shove, giving the Democrats what they want, Republicans can exist, much like Christians are allowed to exist in the world of Democrats, as long as you don't actually abide by your beliefs. They dictate what beliefs you will adhere to. Jason Ryman with the latest news update. A major winter storm will bring snow and bitter cold to the Ozarks starting Wednesday night, making driving dangerous. The National Weather Service says two to four inches of snow will be possible with wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour. Wind chills will be as cold as minus 35 at times. A winter storm watch goes into effect Thursday for St. Clair County north of Springfield. And a wind chill watch is in effect from late Wednesday night through Saturday for the entire listening area. OSHA has fined Silver Dollar City over $14,000 after a maintenance worker died in July. The man was hospitalized with head injuries received while testing a roller coaster. He'd worked at Silver Dollar City since 2017. The Air Force has grounded its entire fleet of B-2 stealth bombers after an emergency landing and fire this month. None of those aircraft will perform flyovers at this year's college bowl games. A bomber experienced an in-flight emergency on December 10th, forcing it to make an emergency landing at Whiteman Air Force Base where it caught fire. There were no injuries reported. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. Partly sunny, a high today of 41. Wind chills 25. Tonight, mostly cloudy, 25 for a low, partly sunny, 42 tomorrow. Thursday, rain, snow, blowing snow possible. So it might blow around. A high of 35, partly sunny, cold, with a high of only 7 on Friday. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Streaming live, KSGF.com, also 1041 Nick Reed in the world of Facebook. January 6th committee asked Justice Department to neutralize political opponents with criminal prosecution. If you notice, every tyrannical government, every one-party rule system, every totalitarian regime, when they go after political opposition, it's always in the name of national security. It's always because they are a danger to the government. You notice that? It's always that way. Now, they may have different forms of punishment, different forms of message sending. What you get in North Korea is obviously very extreme. Venezuela, a little less Cuba, a little less extreme than North Korea, yet still extreme. They still imprison people who are outspoken critics and question the... um, 
the one-party rule system there. There is, is uh, it's old footage, but footage nonetheless of Saddam Hussein coming to power and, and their body of government, their deliberative body, and, and essentially fast-walked what it is that the January 6th committee is trying to do and went in, and the opposition party leaders, those that were the most problematic, those that actually uh, felt that there should be more than one party rule, were escorted out, they were taken out, they were removed from relevancy. And while the fate that they would suffer, torture, death, is much greater than or more severe than what it is that the January 6th committee wants for the fate of those that they accuse of being a danger to the power structure, uh, the, the punishment to liberty and freedom is the same. And that is that anyone who dares question, anyone who dares point to corruption. By the way, this is one of the reasons it should be noted that the founders believed so desperately, understood so adamantly in the need for freedom of speech. There were a number of pillars. The freedom of speech component to our country was not something that the founders saw as a byproduct, so it needed to be listed. This is the the problematic approach a lot of Americans take. They think that they just decided, well, we're going to have freedom, and what does that look like? I guess that means that people can do this and people can do that. The founders did a tremendous amount of study and debate and research on what was necessary in order to have, or to have the chance to have, a government that, among other things, is not corrupt. They understood, they wrote about, they argued, that in order to have at least a chance as a free people to have a government that that can be cleansed of corruption, you have to allow people to call it out. It is an absolute necessity. Once you have people in government that begin using their authority to get Americans to stop questioning um, irregularities in elections, to stop questioning people in authority, uh, that, that once you have the people in power sending the message, you mess with us, we will come after you. There were a number of reasons. Uh, science was one of them uh, that uh, it was believed by the founders, the advancement of science, you had to allow free ideas to be exchanged. You had to, which in the, you know... <laughs> What we have seen happen over the past year and a half, the declaration that Fauci is science, and you que- I mean, that, that's just yet another reason they recognize that, that free speech was so important. Without it, you stifle science. Without it, you stifle intellectual growth. Without it, you stifle the opportunity 
to hold people in power accountable. What we are seeing now, the neutralizing of political opposition. We're not talking just elected officials. We're talking citizens. We're talking attorneys. The fact that we have a Getmo-style prison in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital. You'd think this was the Civil War. With soldiers captured. And being held without trial. Because that is what is occurring. And given that the President of the United States has declared January 6th the single worst thing that's ever happened to this country... One of the accusations that has been leveled against Trump is what they call the fake electors. Now, the idea here is that there was some sort of shadow government that Trump was forming. And he had these fake electors and... and, uh, You know, they've never really fully explained how this plan was supposed to work out. But the inference that one is supposed to to get out of it is that this was uh, the way Trump was going to overthrow the government with fake electors. Now, they didn't used to be called fake electors. Prior to the January 6th committee, they were called dueling electors. Because dueling electors were something that happened in this country in prior elections. It wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't an attempt to overthrow the government. So the left does what the left does. And they change the definition in Orwellian fashion in order to make it seem as if something drastic were going on. There were a number of stories in early December regarding this because despite the claims that this was, we we're told, some sort of secret conspiracy, the Trump administration, or not the Trump administration, but the campaign and the attorneys citing precedent were very open about the fact that they were having dueling electors for legal purposes. And so there were, because it's not something that's happened in any uh, significant or noteworthy way uh, for many of our lifetimes, the last time it happened in a presidential election was Kennedy-Nixon. And so you had a lot of journalists, a lot of different outlets, uh, because the Trump administration made the announcement that they were going to have a dueling slate of electors in specific states, there were a number of different outlets that explained what that means. Here's one uh, explainer. Dueling electors in the upcoming joint session of Congress. They note that the electoral college system apportions a certain number of votes to each state. When voters in a state vote for a party's candidate, they're actually casting a vote for that party's slate of electors or people chosen to cast electoral votes. Those electoral votes are counted by Congress. If a candidate gets 270 or more, they win the presidency. In seven states, on December 14th, the slate of Democrat electors chose Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Republican electors 
even though Biden was certified as the winner in the states, also cast votes for President Donald Trump. See, this was all very public. (laughs) This was not a conspiracy. This was nothing that was secret. They note that the phenomenon created seven sets of dueling electors, or what's also known as alternate slates. Both groups will send certifications to Congress, which is slated to convene in a joint session on January 6, 2021, to count the electoral votes. Dueling electors are highly unusual, but they have happened in U.S. history. The last time was in the 1960 election, when the governor of Hawaii certified electors for Republican Richard Nixon. Democrat electors cast their vote for Democrat John F. Kennedy. Was John F. Kennedy leading an insurrection? Let's talk about this Hawaii situation. It's pretty interesting, actually. But see, this again is what they don't want you to know. Their entire case is built off of the hope that the vast majority, or at least a significant enough amount of Americans, are totally ignorant to this. And with the help of the media, they'll probably be successful. If the media had any integrity at all, and did not act as activists for the one-party rule system with Democrats, The report on this component of the criminal referral would be, uh, no, this is something that's happened before. In fact, President Kennedy did it as a candidate. Going to take a quick break. More ahead. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. we got to get a traffic update here and and want to give just a, a bit of history on What the media and the Democrats now call fake electors, which they portray as uh, a proof that Trump was trying to overthrow the government. This was all part of insurrection and how it is that they have justified, among other reasons, their, their criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. But prior to the January 6th committee, fake electors were called dueling electors or an alternate slate of electors. Something that has been done before. Former President Kennedy's campaign did this in Hawaii, in a state that initially Nixon actually won. You know, until they started doing some recounts. And we know how that works when recounts occur and Democrats are behind. Kennedy would pull ahead. And thank goodness for his campaign, they had an alternate slate of electors. Because otherwise, they would not have been able to claim victory in Hawaii. That coming up, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast, partly sunny, high of 41. For the day, clouds 25 tonight, partly sunny. Tomorrow, 42. The wind chills are going to be into the teens and 20s. And Thursday, rain and snow. Blowing snow possible with a high of 35. Seven is the high on Friday. One of the the um, criminal referrals, which is this is historic, you have the political party in charge um, referring criminal charges against the political opposition of the current president, and the and the referrals are going to the man who works for that president who's going to be challenged. Oh, that's perfectly legit, right? 
And there, there are four referrals that are made, and one of them is this dueling elect. They call them fake electors. Well, that's a, that is a made-up term in order to make it sound as if something was done wrong or something was done illegal. And the idea here being that this was unprecedented and that Trump was essentially establishing these. This it was very secret until it was exposed. The secret th- slate of fake electors, and they were going to go in and somehow cast the votes. I mean the. If you just think about it, and this is something that no Democrat has been forced to answer, how would this play out in your world where you're claiming that this was some unprecedented event and that Trump was somehow going to use fake electors to take the presidency? How did you expect that to play out? Explain that. Because the fact of the matter is, if you were actually going to try and carry out an insurrection or steal the presidency or whatever it is that they're any given time of the day that they're claiming that Trump was trying to do, that would not do it. It wouldn't do it anyway. Now, in a nutshell, the reason that you have an alternate slate of electors, which the Trump campaign publicly announced in early December, was because there is a deadline that electors have to uh, be certified. They, they, you know, this, there, there are these certain deadlines that are put into place. And then January 6th is when the electors cast those votes, okay? What the Trump campaign realized is that there were legal challenges that might go beyond the deadline of having those those electors chosen. And if that happens, so let's say you're looking at Wisconsin and the Trump campaign believes that there were irregularities there that could make a difference in the outcome of the Wisconsin vote. And so they're going through the legal channels. That's what the courts are for. That's why they're there. That's not an obstruction of justice to go to courts if you think that the law is on your side. It is not obstruction of justice. It's not trying to overthrow an election. It's not an insurrection to go to the courts and say, here's our case, and ask a judge to decide. That's what the Trump campaign was doing. But they also recognized that... The, that there could be, in the timeline, a judgment, let's say the Trump campaign was looking at a situation in which uh, the, uh, the, the Wisconsin, like, oh, yep, you're right, this was done illegally. Here are votes that, according to the state legislature, should not have been counted. They were counted anyway. And so uh, Trump actually won. And let's just, that, that's the outcome. If there was not an alternate slate of electors that had been chosen, then Trump would not have been able to send electors to D.C. to cast their votes when it came to January 6th. So you have to have a slate of those ready. That's why there were that's why there were a number of states where you had challenges, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan. There were, I think, five or six different states in which there were legal challenges going, and they knew that they had to have a slate of electors just in case the courts ruled that actually Trump did win this state – so that they could go and cast those votes. It's what I it, it's it's similar to a provisional ballot of sorts. 
uh, where you go and you know, provisional ballots are done for a number of reasons. But let's say you don't have a photo ID. And so you cast a ballot and they hold it aside until they verify that it's you. And then if they verify, oh, yes, this is a legitimate vote, then it's there. It's cast. But if you don't cast the provisional ballot, then your vote can't be counted. Now, if the provisional ballot, it turns out that that, you know, you aren't you and you can't verify it, then it gets thrown out. It doesn't make any difference. And that's similar to an alternate slate. Now, this happened back in the 60s. This has happened before in the United States. Dueling electors, while they are highly unusual, these were a number of stories that were written in in December when it was that the Trump campaign had said, all right, well, we're going to do these dueling or an alternate slate in case the courts rule in our favor. The last time, the 60 election, when the governor of Hawaii certified electors for Republican Richard Nixon, because Richard Nixon won the vote in Hawaii. This was until, of course, Democrats started saying we want a recount. So what did the Democrats do? They had what the media today calls fake electors selected. So the the Democrats, they kept recounting, and, and after a while, the Republicans were like, can we please stop recounting? And they were allowed to recount until essentially they got enough votes, and then they were to, Kennedy was declared the winner of Hawaii. In this particular story, back in December of 2020, John Eastman, professor of law at the Chapman University School of Law, pointed to the Kennedy-Nixon scenario when talking about the seven dueling electors this time around. That is the Trump administration. Notice that these law professors that were interviewed for these stories weren't talking about, well, this sounds like an insurrection. Well, this is illegal. This is something that can't be. No, they pointed to the fact that, oh, yeah, this has been done before. Quote, we have historical precedent here. And by the way, understand these stories and these quotes, they weren't in these weren't uh, stories written as a defense to January 6th committee because the January 6th committee did not exist. This was before December 15th of 2020. This was before January 6th of 2021. This was before Democrats started falsely claiming that having a an alternate slate of electors was something nefarious. And the professor of law, Chapman University School of Law, noted we have historical precedent here. In each of these states, there is pending litigation challenging the results of the election, just like Kennedy did when he was running against Nixon. If that litigation proves successful, then the Trump electors, having met and voted, would be able to have those votes certified and be the ones properly counted in the joint session of Congress on January 6th. Gary Gregg II, director of the McConnell Center of University of Louisville, told the Epoch Times that short of actual evidence of fraud, that uh, would move Congress to certify the alternate set of electors, the ones certified by the state's governors, all for Biden in that case, will be the ones that are counted. The electoral votes have been officially counted, and the votes have been sent on, he said. There's nothing to be done until it gets to Congress. He noted that or, uh, Robert Hardaway, a professor of the Stern College of Law at the University of Denver, said it's a very long shot. All the challenges have not been successful by both Trump and his supporters, but that's the reason for it, he told the Epoch Times, the alternate slate of electors. 
If later it is determined that the Republican slate should have been elected, then they will have that vote already in place. The states in, at the time in question, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, Georgia, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. Now, I remember when the January 6th committee first started re naming this effort as fake electors. And I, I want to say it was Rachel Maddow had this breaking news that it was, you know, was just discovered that the Trump campaign was secretly. It was not a secret. There were articles written about it in December of 2020. There's another one from Vision Times, dueling electors. What's at stake in the Electoral College in the joint session of Congress? And it it, it goes a little more in depth. They note that during the December 14th meeting of the Electoral College in each of the six swing states where President Trump still has legal challenges pending, Democrat electors cast ballots for Joe Biden and Republican electors cast an alternate set of ballots for Trump. This has also occurred in Nevada, where Biden won by approximately 3,500 votes. Had the Republican electors not passed a dueling slate that set up a potential challenge to the congressional certification on January 6th, Trump's legal challenge would all have come to an abrupt end and all opportunities to prove in a court of law that election fraud actually took place would have been dissolved. So in other words, it was necessary in order for the legal challenges. You've got to understand what Democrats are trying to do here. They are attempting literally, to make it illegal for Republicans to use the court systems. That if you're a Republican, I mean, these are their criminal referrals, and you believe that there is something that went on illegally, uh, whether it was intended or not, and you go to the courts, you, you hire an attorney, and you file your papers, and you say, this is our argument, they are making that illegal, because that's what they're accusing Trump of. He was obstructing our government from moving forward by trying to do that. There was a story back in, uh, I mean, I I could just go through them. Breitbart in in, uh, December in key battleground states, creating the alternate slate of electors to keep Trump's legal challenges afloat. Again, these were legal challenges. It's just... Now, I, I, I enjoy a good intellectual debate. I enjoy debates that surround the function of, of government and, and the Constitution and the Electoral College. It was brilliantly set up. And, and the ideas and the thoughts and the debates of the founders... And it is so frustrating that those aren't the debates we're having. None of the accusations that are, are being made here have anything to do with illegalities or the Constitution or violations of the Constitution. So all you can do is just point out the truth. And fortunately, still in existence, there are outlets like this 
The FBI has not figured out ways to strong arm you know, talk radio like they successfully did social media. Which we'll get to the latest revelations on that, including the millions of dollars that they were paying social media outlets to spread their propaganda and to protect Joe Biden's campaign. And that, 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 that no one in the media, they're so just frighteningly corrupt. You have that Martha Raddatz or whatever ABC News, oh, she's considered one of the best, interviewing Greg Abbott. This is on a dip, just to give you an idea of how corrupt these people are. Abbott of Texas, who has been in a battle with the federal government as he is doing everything he can to block illegals from coming in and protect the border, and the Biden administration is fighting him all the way. And she sits down in an interview and legitimately says, this is what she says. I mean, her claim wasn't legitimate, but she said this. Biden has never said anything that would invite illegal immigration. He's never said anything about, you know, oh, hey, come on in. Our borders are open. But, uh, you know, I've heard things like that coming from you and DeSantis. I, I mean, what world of depravity we live in where you have people in the media that will tell such complete blatant lies This is what we're up against in this court. And by the way, this is why they want us silenced. Because the truth is their enemy. The truth is their kryptonite. If it were not for ignorance of people, they would have no relevance in our society. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Don Carricker, I want a great home loan.com. Alex Anthony Carricker, all of your home loan needs. These are the folks that you want. Seven days a week till nine o'clock at night, you get a hold of them. None of that sitting through eight different prompts. And I don't know about you, but I've been on those before, and my prompt is like six. You know, for this, hit one. And then I realize, oh no, I haven't even been listening past three. And so then I got to go back. You don't have to do any of that. You, you know, you get a line to these guys, and uh, unless they're working with someone else or they're in church or something at, at the time, they, they're going to get back with you. And again, that could be eight thirty on a Sunday evening. I want a great home loan dot com because you do. You know, there's another piece here, and again, I, I know at some point it's redundant, but there are people that maybe just are tuning in for the first time, not necessarily to this program, but to what is going on with the the. Uh, show trial that the the uh, members of Congress have been putting on over the past two years. I mean that that is one thing that the Democrats do need to figure out how to do. I don't know. They they need to get with Putin on that. Putin is a little more efficient and effective, uh, and as some of the others uh, throughout the world who have these one-party rules systems and these totalitarian perspectives, is you know if if you're going to do this, you got to pick it up just a little bit. And so, two years later, of course, the timing of this is not accidental. They waited until after the midterms, and now we are into presidential election season. 
In the past 20 years, Democrats have objected three separate times to electoral college certifications. Obstructing the work of our government, preventing or attempting to prevent the transition of peaceful power from one to the other. In 2001, 2005, 2017, congressional Democrats objected to the certification of electoral votes. Over the past 20 years, three separate occasions. In 2001, House Democrats challenged the certification of electoral votes for George Bush. Representative Maxine Waters, quote, The objection is in writing. I do not care that this is not signed by a member of the Senate. Similar situation occurred in 2017. I mean, essentially every election in which a Republican has won in the past couple of decades, the Dem- there have been elected Democrats, some that chair committees, that did not just refuse to recognize the legitimacy of the Republican president, but officially objected to the certification. This is the thing that the left still dogs people like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz for saying. Or suggesting, which they suggested just a pause while there are certain investigations. As opposed to people like Maxine Waters. Who are fully opposed to the certification at all. At this point, other than just speak the truth, get the word out there. I don't know what, what else to do. Because when you're dealing with people with no dignity, with no shame who are power-thirsty and filled with hate and will have no problem, and they do have no problem, trying to persecute political opposition for doing things that they themselves have done or even falsely accusing the political opposition of doing the things that they have actually done. You're dealing with depraved individuals in a party that is corrupt to its absolute core. And when they run the Justice Department, when they run the FBI, when they run the media, when they run all of these different branches of government, what chance the American people have to overcome that? I I just, I don't know. We'll just keep talking until they make us all go away. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody, we got news in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed. 